Hey, Jake. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. How you doing? I'm tired. Yeah? Yeah, but there's a lot happening. There is a lot happening on Here's the Thing, which is a special episode because we're now in the double digits. Episode 10. Oh, this is episode 10? Episode 10. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, double digits. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm so excited about it. Uh, I don't have a ton of stuff to talk about, but Jake, I have, got, I have a bit. Got some stuff. I found a bunch because so I have a couple things and I also have like a funny story basically. But yeah, yeah so uh, Taylor Swift had to cancel completely her lover fest and my heart hurt. Wait, I, when was it scheduled for? Well, it was scheduled for last summer, but then they were like, you know, we're going to reschedule it. So I was like tight, holding out hope. Let's get it going. <laughs> and then she made an announcement, canceled outright. And I'm depressed. <laughs> I am sad. Not because of that, but it didn't help. Yeah. Um, but that got canceled. And then the other thing that happened was the other day while I was at work, uh, the vinyl club that I'm a part of that sends me a vinyl every month. Yeah. They announced they did a very limited restock of MF Doom's mm food. <gasps> and I was like tight. And my buddy was talking to me and I'm on my phone and I click on the link. And it's like, you know, without a membership, it's 50 bucks. With a membership, 35 bucks. I'm like, well, I got a membership. So I go to log in. Buddy's talking to me. Talking to him. I'm logging in. I'm talking to him. I'm logging in. Talking to him. I log in. I hit the fucking page. Yeah. And the time it took me to log in, to hit the page, sold out. Really? I shit my pants. I was so mad. (laughs) I was like, I should have just spent the 50 fucking dollars and I would have had it. That sucks so bad. It sucked. I was so mad. And upset, and I was like, whatever, I'll just buy it online, fuck it. And I went online, and it was like, mm, food, vinyl, and uh, it's $150 now. And I'm for like, one for, yeah, so I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. They'll restock it, whatever. It's not a Prince vinyl. I don't need it like that. <laughs> I don't have that much I don't for need it. it. Like, I want it, I don't need it. And then I just went out and bought a Drake album instead. So that's tight. How's that make you feel? Good. That Drake album. It's a great album. Yeah. Let's take care. It's a great album. Oh yeah. It's a great. I still need to listen to more Drake. I don't Do listen it. to much Drake. I I'm on. I, look, my bu- <laughs> my buddy and I, um, one summer we were working a lot, and I said something about Drake. I was like, he's not that good, and my buddy was like, yeah, he is. And then I realized I was like, I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> like I went on my phone and looked at my at the time I had title. Which yeah. I still stand by. I loved title. It's great. It's a great music streaming platform. It's just a little too expensive. Uh, but it's definitely the best one that I've ever used. And I looked and I had all of Drake's albums saved and downloaded onto my phone. So I was like, evidently, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. that I Actually, I think those moments are always hilarious when you go, oh yeah, I don't like this person or thing. And then like an hour or a couple days later, you go back and you go... I don't know why I said that. Yeah, that was like stupid. <laughs> but it was just really funny to have it in the moment and have my friend be like, "That's bullshit." And I was just like, "You're right." Yeah. <laughs> like had, you're absolutely right. I had that with my friend Zoe because when we were kids, we were like, "Fuck One Direction." And then Harry Styles put out his current stuff, and mm-hmm. I saw Zoe again and I went, "I was wrong. I'm sorry." <laughs> Harry yeah. Styles. Mwah. Beautiful man, beautiful music. But, uh, yeah, so I bought a Drake album, which I was happy about because it's Take Care. And that, like, if I were to buy Drake albums on vinyl, it'd be like Take Care, 
basically anything between take care and views, which is take care. Nothing was the same. If you're reading this, is too late. Uh, what a time to be alive and views, which is a great run. Like they're all great. Yeah. And I went to the record store and they they had views and I was like, I don't really want that. Like it's not his best. I don't really want it. And then I moved views and there was nothing. And I was like, that's sad. And it's the music connection. So there's he has just stacks of records everywhere. It's like this one guy. Yeah, this one. It, it's one dude. guy running this whole store and he has so much. So like it's all organized to an extent. But if he just got a shipment in, there's just stacks of records in the corner. And you can go through them. Like he doesn't stop you. You can go and look at the new shit too. Yeah. Before he processes it, which is dope. And so I went through and I'm like, I wonder what he's got. I was looking for MF Doom. I was like, maybe he's got some Doom. No Doom. And then I saw Drake and I was like, oh shit. And I slid them off the off of it and it was take care. And I was like, I'll fucking take that one. <laughs> and I take it and I go and I buy it. And the last time I was there, I bought a Doom vinyl. And he had said when I bought it, he's like, oh, this just came in yesterday. And it's already out. And I was like, well, it's a good album. And this time I go up and he's like, this came in today. And I went, dude, you bring in good albums. I'm going to buy them. I don't know what you expect. That's why you have the business. And that made him laugh. But yeah, I'm happy with that purchase. I love that store. It's a great store. store. Uh, And then the next bit of music news is um, those French guys, Daft Punk. Yeah, they they broke broke up. up. I don't. They kind of just retired. I was going to say, I don't yeah. think... I, they say they broke up. They said... They announced it's a breakup. It was... I Honestly, I feel like they're both old. They've been doing this since, what, 93 or something? Uh, let, me, let me pull it up. Yeah, it's... Let me pull it up. Been a long time. Yeah, 93. Yeah, 93 They formed in 93. Now. Yeah. Uh, And they've been doing it forever. Yeah, they've been... So they have... One, two, three, four albums. Mm. First one in 97, last one in 2013. They did the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Uh, But yeah, they've been... But their influence is massive. Like, they worked on uh, the Weekend album, Starboy. Oh, yeah, they produced like crazy. Yeah, they were on it. Yeah, they've got their their fingers in a lot of pots and... Or their hands in a lot of cookie jars, whatever the saying is. They got their hands places all over the place. Uh, but yeah, they not, they put out a video announcing their breakup. <laughs> it was less of an announcement and more of a beautiful piece of seven-minute art. <laughs> yeah, my buddy was saying, so I'm not a big Daft Punk guy, which is why I feel like the people that listen to this type of music are like, no. I used to be a big fan of Daft Punk. Yeah, and but then everybody that's just like, okay. Yeah. It's sort of like, oh. I get it, cause like around the world, banger, mm-hmm. uh, stronger or work it, make it, do it, bet whatever the fuck, banger, uh, get lucky, get lucky, get yeah. lucky, like great song. All their, uh, even like their lesser known stuff. Um, if you like take a chance and listen to them, you're like, all right, I can bop to this. Like they're all good. Uh, they just like I, they've just been doing this for so long. I think they're like, eh. I just, I just think we should be done yeah, at this point. I, so it says their longtime publicist confirmed because the the video is titled Epilogue. Yeah. Which led me to believe, one, they've probably been done for a while at this point. Yeah. If you're going to put out the announcement and call it Epilogue, you've been done. But it said 93 to 2021 and everybody, it, it 
it blew up for a minute. Everybody was like, no, they're done. And I remember I was just like, that, you know, it sucks, but okay. Yeah, I would have liked to see them in concert. But yeah, yeah, it probably would have been cool, but okay. Uh, and then their publicist confirmed that the duo had split, but didn't give a reason, which is the other reason I think it was probably just like a, you go that way, I'll go this way. Yeah. Nice working with you. Well, they, they did the epilogue music video was really just like, hey, you're going to keep going in this direction. I'm done. And then they set a detonator on one of the guys back and he walked away yeah. and exploded, which is pretty final. <laughs> yeah, no, it's from a it's from a movie they made. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a scene from their movie, uh, Electroma. Electroma? Yeah, oh. Elect Electroma. Uh, I was just like, okay, yeah, there's no comeback from that. You exploded. Yeah, no, yeah. it's an avant-garde sci-fi film directed by the French electronic music duo Daft Punk. It's about the quest of two robots played by the band members, or the band members played by actors who are not the band members. <laughs> uh, but the music featured in the film is not by Daft Punk, which is a first for the duo. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was from their movie, but the song was new. Yeah. But so the news of the breakup, their sales fucking Sky went through rock. the roof. Yeah. Uh, guess the percentage by which, so their digital album purchase rose by a certain percent. 250%? 2,650%. 2,000, what? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, because they are, I will give them credit. Uh, in terms of house music and that electronic shit. They're legends. Gun to my head, they're the only group I know. Yeah, that like, and Dead Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Dead Mouse, them, I guess Skrillex, but not even. That's not house. Exactly. That, yeah, like, that's not stuff. house. So it's like, yeah. They yeah. deserve the roses that they're getting. It's really been, because they haven't, like you said, they haven't released an album since 2013. So. In the years they haven't been around where people have, like, kind of drifted into different, like, interests. Now that they're like, oh, we're breaking up, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Daft Punk's good. Shit. <laughs> they yeah, because they, they, they are good. Music. <laughs> and all their albums are, like, their worst album's still decent. Yeah. Uh, their oldest, their old stuff is so good. Oh, yeah, no, uh, their first two albums are great. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at, um, I forget the song, but the sampling for Around the, um, Around the World. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how they got that because it's like three samples in like one five minute segment. Mm -hmm. And then they just switched around the samples, spaced it out a little bit, made it like a little slower. Different song. It's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's a good example of the Fair Use Act. But yeah, they uh, they broke up. Sad day. R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's really it for music, music news yeah. that I've got. So a couple movie announcements, and by a couple I mean I got a list. Some of them are rumors, some of them are actual news. First thing, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, confirmed running time. How long do you think it is? A little over four hours. Yep, four hours, one minute, and sixteen seconds, or something. Oh, like that. just over four hours. Literally. Perfect. But four hours. Yeah, that's crazy. Four hours, <laughs> one minute, wild. one minute and twenty-eight seconds. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's a long. Movie? Yeah. Titanic was three. It was actually less than three. Titanic was three hours? Titanic was two hours and 37 minutes, I think. However long it took the actual ship to sink, that's how long the movie is. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Fun fact. That's interesting. Fun facts with Jake. Uh, 
That's really it for Justice League news. I don't have anything else. <laughs> they just announced it. It's going to be four time. hours long. It's going to be four hours long. I'm going to watch it. I'm, in I'm interested in it. I'm uh, interested to watch it. Second thing. Did you see the Mortal Kombat trailer? I did. So <laughs> I talked about it. With I my, forgot about that. I talked about it with my buddy. I don't know if me not. So I didn't like Nomad Land. I didn't like Nomad Land at all. Uh, I don't know if me not liking Nomad Land and then being as excited for the Mortal Kombat movie as I am is a sign of something. <laughs> but I'm so excited. Like, I think it's just because I haven't watched a shitty action movie in a minute because there haven't been many that come out. Yeah. Like people have been afraid to make them. Not even that. There's just, you know, COVID theaters are dying. That too. You can't pump them out. So like what extraction was fun. And it's like, I just like a good popcorn movie every once in a while, but it has to be a good popcorn movie. And what that means is it's a bad movie. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> like, like, and that's the thing, like Tenet is a good action movie. Yeah. Which means I'm not going to put it on to just put on in the background because I got to pay attention. You, you got to There's attention. shit happening. The plot matters. Everything Especially matters. Tenet. I'll throw on, you know, uh, fucking face off with yeah. Nick Cage and, and John Travolta. And that's an example of a, an actually really good popcorn action move or like a Mission Impossible move. Something where like you can turn it on. You don't need to know what's happened. You just know that's the good guy. That's the bad guy. Let's go. Yeah. And as much as I hate to say it, it is uh, just like Scott Pilgrim in the background or something. Just yeah. Something anything. Uh, Flashy. But the Mortal Kombat trailer came out <laughs> and it looks, it doesn't look good by any means. No. It looks so cool though. The visual effects are awesome. At the beginning of the trailer, it's showing like, so there's fucking Sub-Zero. He's going to be the bad guy. He's going to break off. Clearly, Jack's he's arms. going to make Jax into Jax. Yeah. I don't know a lot about Mortal Kombat lore, but Jax has metal arms at the beginning of the trailer. He's part of the team that has to go in to capture Sub-Zero. They fail, clearly, because <laughs> Jax has human arms at the beginning of this clip. And then he finds Sub-Zero and he's holding the gun close to his head. And he pulls the trigger and Sub-Zero's holding the fucking barrel. And he freezes the barrel. And that effect got me so hype. I was laying in bed. I'm like, that's so cool. And it looked cool. Yeah, the effects look amazing. Like, I they mean, just you know, look cool. You know just by watching the trailer, you're like, plots? Gonna, gonna it's going to be fine. It's going to be, <laughs> we're at a turn. It's Mortal Kombat. Like, Mortal Kombat. Like, it's that. And I heard, because... it. But the visual effects, which is what you have to nail to make they a good, bad movie. so cool. Uh, uh, fucking, there's a part in the trailer where it's mortal, it's fucking Sub-Zero and Scorpion and they're fighting. Also, I loved that Scorpion used, so in the game they all have taglines. And he used his fucking, get, get over here. <laughs> and it's like, that's such a shitty line. And you know that the writer that wrote the script definitely took a shot the day that he had to write that in. Oh, yeah. But then he uses it. And he uses the weapon he has, and he pulls Scorpion over, and it's really cool. And then they're in a fight, and Scorpion gets his leg cut, or his arm cut, whatever, and blood goes up in the air. And it freezes. And Sub-Zero freezes it into a knife. <laughs> and as soon as the blood went in the air, I was like, he gonna freeze it and stab him <laughs> with his own blood. And I was just like, that's tight. Like that, It just got me excited, because I'm like, this movie's gonna suck, and I'm gonna love every second of it like it's gonna be bad but i'm gonna enjoy the fuck out of it yeah because the then i was right he freezes it and stabs him in the leg with it and i was just like let's go in that cliff i was like okay they're gonna fight a lot but when i saw the knife come out of the blood i'm like 
Oh, they're gonna bring the fatalities in, dude. It looks yes. it looks so bad, but so good. Uh, <laughs> I like a like a, a good bad movie. Yeah, like I love good bad movies. I we need to make like a chart <laughs> of like good good movies, bad good movies, good bad movies, and bad bad movies. Yeah, and then the bottom <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but. Uh, it looks really fun. It looks extremely I saw it, also for a flash, I saw Melina's face for like 0.5 seconds with her teeth all sticking out of her cheeks. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, yay! <laughs> you know what a great example of a good, bad action movie is? What? The Old Guard. Yes. That movie is terrible. Yeah. I've seen that movie so many times. But the effects are fun. It's so fun. It's so bad. But it's so good. I saw it and I was like, because at one point it was huge on Netflix. It blew up. And everybody was like, it's so good. And they confirmed, you know, it was a startup and they're going to probably do a sequel. And I was like, yeah, it had Dudley in it. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And then I watched it and I was like, let's fucking go. And then I told everybody to watch it. I watched it like twice in one day. I showed my dad the movie the same day I watched it. There's a part where like a dude just snaps a dude's neck over his shoulder. I'm like, that's tight. Mm -hmm. So it's just like movies like that where it's like, I don't really want to, I don't care about any of the people in it. Yeah. Like any of the characters could could have got shot in the head point blank and died. And I would have been like, that's a bummer. Well, but like <laughs> when I watched it, I was reminded of, man, this whoever wrote this, I feel like they watched Logan and then they were like, yo, I could do that, but with like a different set of rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the girl does the same thing. She like loses her immortality. Yeah, they can't die, and then one of them suddenly learns she can die, but then she can't die, but then she can, and it's like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Just yeah. fight. <laughs> Uh, but so that I'm excited for Mortal Kombat. Another trailer that came out was for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead movie. Oh yeah. Uh, it's not really a trailer. It's more of a teaser. Just a zombie movie. Yeah. It looks fun. Yeah. It's another one of those trailers. I was like, it's going to be a bad movie. I'm going to eat it the fuck up. Cause recently there have been a lot of like really good movies. Cause award season just happened. And now that award season is pretty much like the nominations have been made. Now all the bad, the good yeah. bad movies are coming out, and yeah. it's fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. The, the popcorn <laughs> flicks are coming out. Blockbuster season is it's around the corner. <laughs> uh, but There's zombie movies coming out. Yeah, another zombie movie is coming out, and that's never get tight. tired of those. No, never. <laughs> but uh, the trailer it looks fun. It looks goofy, so yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> We watched a trailer for um, for Luca. Yeah, another trailer that came out was yeah. the Pixar movie Luca, which, so originally the description was two young boys develop a friendship over the course of a summer in Italy. And I was like, call me by your name? <laughs> for kids? How? Because in that movie, call me by your name, Timothy Chalamet fucks a peach to completion. Yeah. How are you going to animate that for kids? You're with not. more people. You're not. <laughs> the correct answer is you won't. Then they release the trailer, and turns out it's about two boys who are also mermen, sea creature things. They're not mermaids. Yeah, they can because they've got all the limbs or whatever. Yeah. But they I don't know. It was like a teaser trailer. So it was like the whole time, I'm like, oh, it's cute. It was exactly what I thought it would be of just like, oh, this is going to be a cute, fun movie. And then they turn into mer fucking things. And I was like, oh, that's tight. Because the, the basic premise from the trailer is they live in a fishing town. 
Yeah, and if they get water and they're on them, and they're fish, yeah. like if they and get I was water like, on them, they're like disguised as humans, and if they get wet, they revert back to mar people. So they're like, we're really curious about humans, but we can't get wet. Uh, yeah, it just seems fun. It just seems like a fun Pixar movie. Pixar's pretty much teasing that hey, we got a lot of shit rolling out soon. Here's Luca. Here's a bunch of shorts because they just released a shit ton of shorts. Uh, well, no, they put them on YouTube. Oh, they were yeah, you said yeah, they, they were, were Disney so, Plus, yeah? yeah, they released all their Disney Plus exclusive shorts onto their YouTube channel because they've been on since Disney Plus came out. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, they released the trailer. Trailer looks tight. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's coming out in the summer, so cool. I'm excited for it. I don't know anything about it, <laughs> and the trailer didn't tell me much, so cool yeah it pretty much just showed off the visuals and yeah and this is kind of the premise but it looks you don't cool know the story yeah it looks uh, fun another trailer that came out is for the underground railroad which is barry jenkins next movie he's the director of moonlight like harriet tubman underground railroad so sort of it's based on a book um by hold on let me pull up the book i've read the book the book is whew, Hard to read. Heavy? Yeah. Oh. It's called The Underground Railroad. It was written by Colson Whitehead, and I believe it won the Pulitzer. Oh, it did. And that's because it did. <laughs> <laughs> it did win the Pulitzer. It's a great book. It's about a young woman escaping slavery on the Underground Railroad. Now, 95% of this book, he did a shit ton of research found out how like state to state slaves were treated differently. Cause like she starts in like Georgia and in school, they basically teach you when you're kids closer to the North, you get better. It is. Yeah. South bad, North good. And in this yeah. book, basically she's in Georgia. It's terrible. She starts escaping. It's good. She gets to South Carolina. She basically becomes part of a community and it's like, Oh, tight. And like, there's a character that she's with and they're like, we like, do we really want to leave? And then she gets to North Carolina and spends like, you know, a quarter of the book in a fucking crawl space because the town she's in has weekly lynchings of black people. Any of them, any people they find, they any lynch. And, all, just, and yeah. so it becomes this really heavy and he did his research and all that. And it's really, really well written. It's an amazing book. The 5% that he made, I'm going to say fun. And the reason it's called the Underground Railroad is because the escape network, the Underground Railroad, is an actual underground fucking railroad. Oh my god, really? And it's awesome. Like, but even that varies on what train you're riding because, like, the first train she rides on, it's a train. Yeah. The second one, it's a boxcar. And the third one is a fucking cart. <laughs> just <laughs> like an, one of those? No, with an engine strapped on that she just has to <laughs> hold on to belts. And it's like, oh my god. Uh, but it's so a great... Is it, is it like... Uh, like truthful to this is what society was like, but a little fictional to yeah. the Underground Railroad. Yeah, okay. it's a it's it's a fiction story, but it's a great great book, and I I think anybody and everybody should read it. Uh, it's great, and Barry Jenkins, the director of Moonlight, adapted it into a movie that's coming out on Amazon Prime, hmm. which. I did not know was being made. 
Like, did anybody know it was being made? I don't know. I think so. Uh, but basically, Amazon's just killing it with the black filmmakers just sliding shit out. Yeah. Because they killed it with the Steve McQueen uh, small axe projects. Mm-hmm. And now they just released the trailer for it. It's the teaser trailer. It's only about a minute long. But I didn't know this shit was being made. And it's a 10-episode adaptation solely directed by Barry Jenkins telling the story of the book. And I'm so hype because I love Barry Jenkins. I think he's an amazing director. Yeah, he's one of your favorite directors. He's so good at having these intimate moments in his fucking movies. And I love it. I'm excited for it. I didn't know it was being made, so I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. The fact that it's coming out in May, tight. The fact that it's a 10-episode miniseries, fuck yeah. Oh, it's a miniseries. Yeah, it's 10 episodes. Oh. Uh, it's a limited, sorry, it's a limited series uh, <laughs> based on the book, and it just, I'm excited. Uh, I think everybody should check it out, and everybody should read the book. The book is amazing. I'm pumped. That's awesome. I'm really excited for that. I watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah the other day. What'd you think? It was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I almost cried. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those that don't know, I don't really cry at movies like at all. Uh, <laughs> this one broke my heart. Because, yeah, it's a sad story. Because uh, Frank Hampton. Fred was, Hampton. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton, the uh, leader of the Illinois party of the Black Panthers. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya killed, killed that role. Killed Holy it. crap, he nailed it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, and I love... That whole movie was such a great uh, just reminder to people that, oh, yeah, this is what happened to the Black Panther Party. This yeah. is how ruthless the American government was towards the Black Panther Party. Yeah, they crim- they basically demonized them in the public eye. And then uh, they got Fred Hampton on a charge and put him in jail for a bit. And then when he came out, he was like, we're just going to do what's called the Rainbow Coalition, which was real. And it was and, awesome. And it was great. It was a great concept, and it was great in practice when it was working. And the government felt so threatened by him that they had him killed. And they didn't hide it. Like, they killed him in, I think, 71, and in 73, they were like, yeah, that was us. Yeah. They were kind of proud of it, honestly. Yeah, because- they, they planted basically a rat in the Black Panthers who got in with Fred Hampton and sold him out. Yeah, his character is very interesting. Because yeah. he has this huge dilemma of I actually like these people and like what they're fighting for, but yeah. I this is I have to protect myself. And in real life he uh said cuz the they show these clips of the actor playing the guy from a documentary that was made for PBS and that documentary is real. It was mm-hmm. actually made for PBS. And he said in the interview for that documentary, he didn't regret it and everybody was like, "But don't you?" Well, yeah, then it aired, and the next day he killed himself. Which, so, I looked into that. Yeah. Because I was like, why? Yeah. And his family admitted that he couldn't bring himself to watch the documentary and instead got really drunk. And the way he died was, I think he fell out a window and then walked away (laughs) and then got hit by a car. So it was more stupidity. Yeah, it's sort of, it's one of those... Deaths where it's like, it could have been suicide, it could have been an accident, and we'll never know. I think it was probably suicide. Yeah. Because if the movie depiction is anything to go off of, he totally 
fell in love with the Black Panther Party mm -hmm. for sure. And then he sold him out and they killed Fred Hampton. And then the Black Panthers basically dissolved yeah. into what they are now, which is a bunch of different things. But just subcategories. Yeah, of it used to be one thing. Yeah. And then because their leader got killed, it fell apart. So I'm sure he felt some guilt. Yeah, I thought it, I just think that movie was so relevant to um, just the Rainbow Coalition, because right now, I don't know if anybody's noticed. Our country is a little divided. It's a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I thought the Rainbow Coalition was just like the coolest idea of because when they walked into this, um, was it the KKK meeting or just like a bunch of Confederate uh, it white was, dudes? I think it was just it wasn't a KKK no, meeting. I think KKK. it was just a fucking neighborhood watch style thing yeah and they were from a different party and they walked in and were like look we, we gotta work together yeah it was just a bunch of white dudes with a big old confederate flag and the black panthers were like you know we know you don't like us but the government's like shafting you too like they're shafting all of us we gotta work together and i thought all of these groups coming together i'm like that's so relevant right now we need that right now because we don't have that <laughs> uh, and i wonder if now that were to happen, if the government we would be ballsy enough to even do what they did to Fred Hampton, they would. I know, but they absolutely would. It's so publicized now; like it's so easy to get like this happened on the internet and spread it yeah. everywhere so fast. Well, did you? So it is, and at the same time, shit gets swept under the rug. So did you? Mm -hmm. Speaking on that, did you see what happened in Syria? Yeah, the bombing. Yeah, so Biden signed off on like. A drone strike in Syria. And he didn't consult Congress at all. Didn't say shit. And uh, on Twitter and shit, where during Trump's presidency, uh, a lot of young people who are mostly liberals and the conservatives, but whenever Trump did something bad, everywhere, on every, Blew up. every post, can you believe he has children in cages? He did this. They're bombing this. They did this. Oh my God. And we're Biden. Not, we're not defending Trump. I'm not defending it. I'm not defending it. It's all bad. Yeah. It just, it made me laugh how fucking just fragrant, va the fucking whatever the word is. Yeah, flagrant. Flagrantly yeah. different the reaction was. Because I saw like two posts about people being like, I can't believe he did this. And all the people during my college experience that were fucking crying out whenever Trump did anything bad, quiet. And I made a tweet and I didn't mean for people to like it as much as they did. I thought it was funny. Much of my friends thought it was funny. Some people have messaged me and unfollowed me. <laughs> uh, because so during Obama's presidency, we did drone strikes. It's a matter. It's a fact. Yeah. It hasn't aged well. It's his biggest like it's criticism. The, it's the big yeah. shit stain on his legacy. Rightfully so. It's bad. Yeah. During Trump's presidency, we did a drone strike in Iran that almost caused World War Three. Very close. And then Biden, a month into his presidency, does a drone strike. And I tweeted, wait, the Democratic president just did a drone strike in Syria? Honey, that's what makes him the Democratic president. <laughs> I thought it was funny. All my boys thought it was funny. A bunch of the people that usually fucking tweet all these negative things about Trump messaged me. were like, that's so insensitive. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it is. But also no one's talking about it. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Like people are trying to the big everybody is like not keeping a lot of focus on it. They might like M MSNBC. Everybody might be posting like one thing, but yeah. then they just drop it because the thing is. Uh, we as people should be able to say, hey, 
we don't want to do that. Don't do that. But yeah, so he I didn't he didn't stop and like say, hey, maybe the people should have a, a say in this. Uh, and a lot of news sites are saying, hey, we think this is like Biden saying like the U.S. is going to be uh, like strong in their like will to strike back against like tyranny and terrorism. And I'm like, OK, you didn't have to like silently bomb i don't think that i think boom my my thing with it is so since world war ii the, the u.s has been like i'm the big dick big brother and we stick a dick in anything and it has been problematic literally ever since yeah we're the we're the zeus of the world which yeah it's like i don't know if people thought that the new president was gonna pull out of everything he's not the president is going to do shitty things. I think the issue is people want the president to stop doing this shit. Should he? Probably. Do I think it's wrong? Absolutely. Did I expect him to not? No. no. Every president has done something shitty in the Middle East. It always happens. Is it unfortunate? Yeah. I but, saw... but do I think, to bring it back to the Fred Hampton thing, yeah. if somebody like Fred Hampton was around today, do I think the government would fucking knock them down? Oh, ho, ho. yeah. So fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at Black Lives Matter. Actually, would it have the outcry? It. Absolutely. And I think that... Um, uh, I saw this tweet, is what I was going to say. And somebody said two things can be true. One, uh, Trump needed to not be president. He was a bad president. Two, we can still criticize the new government for doing shitty things that we don't agree with. Two things can be true. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fred Hampton would probably get cut down, and that's sad. And we live in a very strange... Divide, not divided, divided times, but just yeah. tense, you know, shit. Shit happens times, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Change, uh, change is happening, and people are pushing back against it. Also, change is really messy, which yeah. is something that people don't like to admit. Change but, is extremely But change messy. is really shitty. Mm -hmm. Um and you have a goal to get to one place, and you sort of get there by the end, and you compromise. Yeah. It's not where you wanted to be. But uh, <laughs> more movie news. Movies. <laughs> um, Loki got a release date. It's coming out, I think, in July. Hurrah! Cool. That's done. That's done. Loki's done. That news is <laughs> June eleventh on Disney Plus. Watch it. It'll be good. If it's anything like WandaVision, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Oh, uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon's coming out in like five days from now, which is March. 4th isn't it or is it the 16th I'll check. it's soon it's very soon Fal 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 Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier TV miniseries March 19th March 19th it's coming out soon coming out soon yeah I'm excited for that yeah uh, and I just watched the latest episode of WandaVision yeah it's awesome it's good it's a very I'm, good show I, I, I'm thinking we talk about WandaVision when we're done with the whole series cool but I was just gonna say, hey, I like the episode. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Go watch and it. If you if you're not watching because you know, nye, 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 fuck off. Yeah. Uh, how far are they into the series? How many the episodes? finales in the next episode? Oh, it is. Yeah. <gasps> watch it because probably next episode of this podcast we're gonna talk about it's it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if and if you're gonna be like, well, no, spoiling it. Watch it. Fuck off. We're giving you a warning <laughs> now. 
Watch the show. It's a good show. If everybody's watching a show going, it's a good show. And you sitting there going, I don't know. I don't like it. I was that way with, um, oh yeah, Game of Thrones, which I've now watched four times. Just accept that you'll probably like the show and watch the fucking show. Like, it's okay if you don't want to watch the show, but don't whine about it being spoiled. Yeah. If you don't watch the show. Uh, but Loki's release date is in June. Second thing. Not second thing. It's like the seventh thing. Whatever the fuck it is. A lot of things. Nickelodeon announced that they are creating a studio called Avatar Studios. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're making... The first thing they're producing is a full-length film, movie, whatever the fuck, in the universe of Avatar and the Legend of Korra. Is it going to be Legend of Korra characters? I don't know. Or Oh, I didn't know if you knew. I don't know. It's an untitled animated film set in the Avatar universe. Cool. Tight. Exciting. That's going to make money. It's designed to create... The studio is designed to create multiple animated series and movies based within that universe. Awesome. So that's tight. I'm excited for that because that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Ah, okay. That's done. Uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight series was canceled after two seasons. Yeah, cool. I see that. Done. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't mean, have anything to say either. I mean, it wasn't super popular, so I get that. It's over. Yeah. Uh, Rugrats, they're making a reboot. Why? Or a CGI animated movie. Oh, no, why? I don't know. Oh, God. With the original voice cast coming to reprise their role, so cool. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Hooray. Done with that. Deadpool 3 is going to be the first R-rated movie in the MCU. Hell yeah. That's tight. Um, Which brings me to Kevin Feige. Or Feige. Who? Kevin Feige. Who Kevin Feige? You don't know who that guy is? No. He's the main producer of the MCU. Oh. He's like the head of Marvel. Oh, shit. Yeah, he... he yeah. You what? don't know who he is? No, I For didn't real? Know. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, he's fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> he's the president of Marvel Studios. Okay. He... Yeah, no, Kevin, he's fucking dope. He's a producer and television producer who's been the president of Marvel Studios and primary creator and producer of the Marvel Cinematic Universe franchise since 2007. Dope. You know how, like, the Avengers happened? Yeah. Him. Okay. You know how Infinity War happened? Him. Him. Civil yeah. War? Him. Him. He's the guy. <laughs> uh, he was quoted. He says, there are no current plans to develop R-rated projects for the MCU besides Deadpool 3. Okay. He adds, if there is a story where an R-rated movie would make any sense, then that discussion would happen. That makes sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't... They're not going to push for an R-rated movie if it doesn't make if, sense yeah, for that. If you don't need it, context. why have it? Yeah. Uh, he also responded to claims that previous Marvel shows are not as successful as the Disney Plus shows and the movies. And he said, I think, his quote is, I think there are legions of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans, Daredevil fans, Jessica Jones fans, and Luke Cage fans who would disagree with you, end quote. <laughs> Here's why I'm bringing this up. Because Kevin Feige, the yeah. guy who orchestrated the MCU, yeah, basically just said, fuck you, Iron Fist. Oh, yeah, he didn't say Iron Fist, did he? <laughs> Which I will say, I get. Yeah. It's a bad show. But uh, I Daredevil really, was uh... dope. I really liked Iron Fist as a character, though. I really wish he was successful. I did, too, but that show was ass, yeah. and the actor they had playing was fucking worse. I'd rather watch Cardboard. Um, <laughs> the effects on his fist, though, were so cool. Yeah, no, it was cool, but it, it was just really funny to me because, yeah, Jessica Jones is awesome. Luke Cage, the first half of the first season was it's awesome. fucking it's amazing. great. Uh, Daredevil seasons one and two were great. Punisher was cool. 
Uh, Agent <laughs> of Shield was a cool show. I don't know, but the people, people that watch it love it. People love it. That yeah. watch it. Yeah. But I love that he was like admitting, like, yeah, no, Netflix when we gave them the reins for their thing, knocked it out of the park three out of four times, and you got to respect it. And the fans of those shows love it. I'm proof. They're great. <laughs> like the. Up until Iron Fist, it was really like, let's go, let's go. This is great. And then Iron Fist came out and pretty much all of the fan base was like, I'm only watching it because of the Defenders. Yeah. Like nothing about Iron Fist was great. Which um, the Defenders kind of sizzled out anyway. It did. It really did. Uh, but I just love that he's now on just record being silently like. Silently backslapping. Yeah, just fuck Iron <laughs> Fist. Uh <laughs> And I just wanted to mention that because I think that's awesome. That's hilarious. I think it was great. Uh, last <laughs> bit of Marvel news. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 has a title. And it is No Way Home. It is. And originally I was like, oh yeah, because he's in space. But he's not. At the end of Endgame, he pops through a portal. Yeah. So then I'm like, huh. And then I remember that they've confirmed that you know multiverse is coming. So something's going to happen. So I think... From the title No Way Home, I think that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man are going to pop into our universe and they're not going to be able to get back. I Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. A trailer's probably coming soon, though, because it's coming out in Christmas. I'm so excited. Yeah, like the release date is Christmas <laughs> I got of myself, this year. I got myself rehyped because I, I saw just clips from Spider-Man 2 and I'm like, Doc yeah. Ock was so good. Doc Ock was so good. Yeah. I'm uh, so, so excited. I'm excited for that just because Spider-Man's cool. Tom Holland's cool. Uh, and, and the fact that they're talking about getting Andrew Garfield yeah, and, and, and Tobey Maguire. Even if, whether or not they have them, just the fact that they're dealing with the multiverse now because Doctor Strange 2 is dealing with the multiverse. They've announced that this is going to deal with the multiverse. WandaVision's about to rip it the fuck open. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited for it. Uh, and I'm excited that basically... They have announced so little about it, and then they're just like, "Here's the title, and it's coming out on Christmas this year." It's like we about to get a lot, <laughs> like we ain't good. It's pretty much we've been like, "Hey, we have theories. Are they right?" And for like five years, they're like, "No, no." And then it's like, "Here's the same theory. Are we right?" And they just leaned over and like, "You might be. We're right. not saying anything anymore." And it's like, "Huh? Okay." <laughs> yeah. And then the last big bit of news. Two big bits of news are Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. So CB CBS All Access is changing to Paramount Plus. I don't have CBS All Access. I don't really give a fuck about cable. Nothing that's on cable, in my opinion, I'm going to watch over a movie or a show. Yeah, when it comes to real media, no. The only thing on cable I like is football. Yeah, like sports, I'm missing. But yeah. otherwise, I don't need it. Paramount Plus was announced. Paramount Plus is getting a lot. Yeah? A lot. Uh, it's getting TV dramas and comedies. It's getting Yellowstone. It's getting six, 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 four sixes. It's a Quad spin, six. It's a spinoff of Yellowstone. All right. Written by Taylor Sheridan, who's known for writing Sicario and Wind River. Oh, okay. Uh it's getting Mayor of Kingstown starring Jeremy Renner. It's getting a Criminal Minds reboot. It's getting the Halo series, which was going to be on Showtime. What? It's moving to Paramount+. Plus. That's awesome. It's getting a new series from Kenya Barris. I don't know who that is. It's getting a series adaptation of movies, The Italian Job, Love Stories, Fatal Attraction, The Parallax View, and Flashdance. It's getting new seasons of Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Lower Deck. It's getting the seventh and final season of Younger starring... 
Dutton, Foster, and Hillary Duff. It's getting a Frasier revival with Kelsey Grammer. It's getting Frasier revival? Yep. It's oh. getting the return of Inside Amy Schumer. It's getting spinoffs of The Daily Show and Reno 911 and movies based oh. on Workaholics and Beavis and Butthead. On top of that, it's getting kids programming. That's where the new Rugrats animated CG series is going. That's where the Avatar Studios are putting all their production. The animated Star Trek show is going there. The iCarly reboot is going on Paramount+. Plus. The live-action versions of Dora the Explorer and the Fairly Odd Parents are going on Paramount+. Plus. The producers of RuPaul's Drag Race are creating another international drag queen singing competition called Queen of the Universe going on Paramount+. Plus. Okay, that's cool. Revivals of MTV's Behind the Music, Yo! MTV Raps, and MTV Unplugged are going on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> As previously announced... A reunion of the real world. Fucking going on. <laughs> uh, Paramount Pictures will put many buzzy new releases on the service within 45 days of theatrical release, including Top Gun Maverick, A Quiet Place 2, Mission Impossible 7. Original films from the studio for Paramount Plus include a new paranormal activity and a Pet Cemetery prequel. Plus, Inside the NFL is moving from Showtime to Paramount Plus. Oh. Uh, 60 Minutes will be on there. Uh, 60 Minute Plus will be on there. Six for 60 will be on there. And live streams of local affiliates in over 200 markets across the U.S. and 24-hour streaming news service will be on Paramount Plus. I had no interest in having CBS All Access. I'm probably going to have to get Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. Like, for those who just kind of skimmed through, here's what got announced. All this. A lot. Right here. A lot. <laughs> and it launches... March 4th. It launches March 4th? It launches March 4th. Ooh. Basically, Paramount Plus was like, we're late to the party, but we're showing up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, showing up just loaded. So, I don't have much to talk about with that. That just... But it's just, it's another streaming service, and they're stepping up to the plate with a lot. That just reminds me of HBO Max just got a Cartoon Network on theirs. Yeah. So, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything today, and this was uh, the other day. I was like, I, I got a lot of work done. Let's see, let's see what's uh, if some of these shows hold up. I watched Ed Ed and Eddie, and it's sad to say, maybe a hot take. Ed Ed and Eddie doesn't hold up too well. Ed Ed and Eddie's ass. It, it kind of sucks. It always has been. I, th I never understood why people liked it. Yeah, I mean, like, cause the characters are, are weird and and like it's random and the sound effects are fun, but it's not. Funny. You bet your sweet bippy I do. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, bored of this. And I went and watched Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Holds up. Holds up Chef's so kiss. well. Chef's kiss of a show. There's so many. It's so layered with like kids funny shit. But then there's so many adult jokes in there that are actually really fucking funny. There's like the head of like a Hogwarts uh, parody thing. That's like, these kids drew my face on a wall. Call for a good time. And I'm like... Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Grim Adventures Billy and Mandy holds up. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's watch Kids Next Door. Yeah. Kids Next Door is so much grosser than I remember. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so disgusting gross. Show. I watched, I clicked on a random episode. It was the episode where kids get pink eye and they use the crust to top the yeah, apple uh, crumble. Hey, just a little life advice with Jake right now. Yeah. Uh, don't text him poop. That's how you get pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've had pink eye once. It was awful. I uh, had it once. And it was because my friend got it and no one would hang out with her. And I was like, I'll hang out with you. And then I didn't, <laughs> we didn't, 
it wasn't a friendship like that. Like we wasn't chilling. We wasn't fucking nothing was happening. We was just hanging out. She got rid of pink eye. Two weeks later, I had pink eye. I'm not fingering my own butt. <laughs> I'm not typing on the toilet while I'm pooping. I blame her to this day. Here's how it worked, though. She still had her pink eye medication. Oh, she you. had the drops. She had the pills. So I just knocked on her door one day and like my left eye was barely open. I was just like, I need the drops and I need the pills. And she just handed them to me. And I was like tight. And then she's like, I'll hang out with you. You hung out with me. And I was like. You're just in this vicious Thanks. cycle of giving each other. It was terrible. Like, I remember it wasn't even that it was itchy. It was just gross. Yeah, it sucks. But like yeah, Kids, Kids Next, Next Door, Door, gross. Still kind of funny, though. Still kind of a funny show. Yeah. Uh, I watched those three shows. Those are my thoughts on them. I miss it. I had a nice nostalgia trip. So, nice. Oscars are coming up. Yeah. Nominees are being announced on March 15th. Did you hear how many movies can be considered for best picture this year no how many it is i'm gonna let you guess it's the highest tally of eligible titles in 50 years 22 now no no (laughs) the last time it was this high there were 374 titles eligible in 1970. Wait, it's hot. It's It's not higher than that. It's the most eligible since that. So the last time was in 1970 with 374 titles eligible. But this is the highest tally of eligible titles in 50 years, but it's only the 22nd highest total in the history of the Oscars. The first Oscars ceremony is considered... It considered films from 1927 and 28. It's record-setting. It set the record for the most eligible films with 562. That's number one. Mm -hmm. This year will be number 22. How many do you think it has? I'm going to go high. I'm going to go super high and just say like 650. No. I know. It's under 374. Cool. Uh, 275. Nope. 366. That's still a lot. It's a ton. Holy shit. Uh, 366 feature films, which means a film that is 40 minutes or longer, have been deemed eligible for Best Picture Oscar at the 93rd Academy Awards. Here's how that happened. The Oscar season this year has been deemed an anomaly due to the ongoing global pandemic. So, the consideration time was extended two months longer than usual. Films were then able to qualify by opening for only one week, not just in a commercial theater in L.A. or New York, but for a week in a commercial theater or nightly drive-in theater in any of six U.S. US metropolitan areas, L.A., New York City, the Bay Area, Chicago, Miami, and Atlanta. Okay. Moreover, films were deemed eligible that had been intended for a theatrical release, but were initially made available through commercial streaming, video-on-demand service, or other broadcast, provided they were made available on the Academy Screening Room member site within 60 days of the streaming or video-on-demand release or broadcast. Right. That's how they got such a massive list. Okay, yeah. Included in this list is, and I really hope... I really hope that it gets nominated. It fucking won't. 
But Sonic the Hedgehog. Really? <laughs> well, all the mo all movies, if you campaign for them, that were released. So the way the Oscars work is you have to release through a certain window, and then you have to campaign to the Academy. You know what? The, the comeback that Sonic had. If you, know you campaign, they are required to consider. That's amazing. This means that because of the giant window that they have now, 366 movies were fucking pushed. Yeah. They're all eligible because they're within this window. Sonic happens to be one of them. That's amazing. They don't all make it, clearly. Uh, and now, between March 5th and March 10th, the Academy members have to vote to nominate between 5 and 10 films for Best Picture. And all the nominees will be announced on March 15th. I can't wait that long. That's so exciting. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I really want Sonic to be in there. It won't be. That'd be so it won't, funny. It won't, it won't fucking happen. Oh um, my god. Jim Carrey just gets an Oscar for Eggman. He won't. <laughs> he fucking won't. But, but, yeah, I thought that was entertaining. That's really funny. Um, now to my rumor mill. Rumor mill. So, first rumor. <laughs> Confirmed fake. For some fucking reason the other day, it went around the internet that Emma Watson was retiring from acting for good. Why? Don't know. No one could tell me why. But all over the internet, Emma Watson's retiring. And it was huge for the day because everybody's like, oh my God, no. Honestly, she could probably retire and go into politics. She's really smart. She could retire. She has yeah. a degree from Oxford. Yeah. She could also just retire and do whatever the fuck she wants. But. She didn't. She's not retiring. No. <laughs> no one really knows where this came from. But she's not retiring. And it's not like the army hammer cannibal thing where it's like, maybe it's true. No, she's not. It's not happening. She's not retiring. But it was just really funny to see the internet go crazy all day. Just like, oh my God, no. And then they were like, she's not retiring. And everybody was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, why'd we freak out if we're not going to fucking praise her when she's not retiring? Super pumped that she's not retiring. My childhood crush that I love so much. Dude, uh, I need her dude, around. Hermione Granger. Dude, Hermione Granger. And perks of being a wallflower. Emma Watson, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, second rumor. Neil Blomkamp, director of hit films like Chappie and Elysium. Chappie! And District 9. Oh, District And 10. I put that in order from worst to best movie in yeah. his catalog. Uh, District 9 being his first movie and best movie. Elysium being his second movie and most okay. And Chappie being his third movie and dog shit. Mm-hmm. You got Di Antwood in there acting. Um, <laughs> but he has announced maybe... Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Maybe there's a script. Maybe there isn't. Maybe he's writing it. Maybe he's joking. But District 10. <laughs> oh, District 10. No, he said he might be making it. I he know. Was, he was like, I'm not going to confirm it, but it might be happening. And it's like, we got go. District 9. Now we're going to get District 10. I'm not going to be like Kyle and do a shitty South African accent. I'm excited if it does happen because I do love that movie. District 10. And then the last rumor is David Fincher is making a movie for Netflix movie series, you know, remains to be seen called the killer. Yeah. Falls an assassin who begins to have a psychological crisis. Oh, and it's rumored that Michael Fassbender is going to play the guy. 
Oh, that would be the main cool. character. Okay. Which, um, two things. One, I like that because David Fincher, although making a lot of movies about serial killers, mm-hmm. the serial killers are never the main character. Yeah. In Seven, it's about cops trying to find a serial killer. In uh, fucking Zodiac, it's about journalists and cops trying to find a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Based on a true story, great movie. And The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, it's about an investigative journalist and a hacker who stumble into a serial killing plot. Mm-hmm. In Mindhunter, it's about the FBI coming up with the phrase serial killer. Yeah. None of his movies or series are specifically about following the serial killer. And David Fincher is dark. And I want that. I want it so <laughs> bad. I want it. I want this to be what I thought Mank would be. I want it to be so good. Just really dark, twisted. and Oh, fuck yeah. And I love Michael Fassbender a yeah. lot. So I'm sure he'll kill it. Uh, the only thing that would make me happier is if Michael Fassbender was working with Steve McQueen again. Like, I love Fassbender. That's awesome. So I'm yeah, really if, about that. if that's true, if Michael Fassbender does happen to finalize starring in David Fincher's next project for Netflix, tight, do chaka bra. Do we know if it's just like a fictional story? Is he portraying like a real serial killer? Or? No, it's not real. Okay. It's based on a graphic novel though. Cool. Following a cold-blooded assassin who begins to have a psychological, psychological crisis. Cool. cool. Awesome. I'm really interested in that. That's dope. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else on the rumor mill? No, that's it for the rumor mill. No? Uh, and then all I have left is, uh, you know, the Barack Obama podcast. Yeah, Renegades born in the USA. I, I don't want to talk about the competition. <laughs> Especially when it's Obama and Springsteen. <laughs> like. The only thing, I saw that and I'm like, okay, that seems really interesting. It seems like it'll reach to like a lot of people. And I saw an ad for it the other day. And it was a lot of nice black and white shots of Obama and Bruce Springsteen talking to each other. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And it's like an all-American podcast yeah, for all Americans. And that was followed up by only on Spotify. Hey, I went, so what's for all more, Americans except bro, for not Spotify bro, users. What, what's more American than uh, <laughs> fucking capitalism? Okay. <laughs> what, what are you, you going to come at me and say, that's not American? Yo. That's American as fuck to be like, <laughs> yo, the most American thing since, you know, Betty White, whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm not going to say like apple pie because that's German, but like, you know, this is the most American podcast and you can only find it on Spotify. It's like, cool. Drop your Apple subscription. <laughs> Go to Spotify. Go to Spotify. Get apple it. sucks anyway. If, if, if the thing that's going to make, first of all, I think that'd be hilarious if the one thing keeping people from getting Spotify is the Barack Obama podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Because you know the market for that isn't broad. No. It's like like my uncle. That's what would bring him in. Yeah. Like my surgeon uncle would be like, oh, Obama's got a podcast and it's only on Spotify? I guess I got to learn how to do Spotify. Like, yeah. it's, it's, those people, it's the people that don't understand even how to set it up. They're the people that are like, I got to get Spotify. I'm just so interested in the content of it because it's like, Oh, former president Barack Obama and rock star, the, rock star the man, Bruce Springsteen, who has boss. never had yeah. a nine to five job in his life, <laughs> <laughs> but sings for the American people. 
Like he's the working man's rock star. He's still a fucking rock star. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the plan is here, but I'm so interested in what's going to happen. I'm so excited for it. And I know almost nothing about it. I'm just guessing they're going to talk about across the table politics. Probably. Guessing that's or it. just, yeah. 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 I, I don't even know what they're going to talk about either, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> the New Yorker, the, the title of the podcast review yeah, is Obama and Springsteen are here to lull America. <laughs> uh, and the first blurb of the paragraph says George W. Bush took up painting after the maximum number of goes at America's top gig during which he invented a calamitous war overseas and a network of imperious government agencies at home. The former president put himself out to pasture. He and Laura Bush settled on an estate in the swanky Preston Hollow neighborhood in North Dallas. He wrote memoirs, made a few dutiful appearances and returned to his post at Rangers games. While other former presidents had reinvented themselves in public, Bush dipped through oil pots, crafting thickly textured portraits of the veterans of his wars, along with dogs, still lifes, and world leaders, including himself. Some might call this solo exhibitionism, solo exhibitionism, but it was also a public service of its own, sparing everyone the reminder of what was, keeping out of the public eye Bush knew was the best he could do. Our other recent former president, no, not that one. <laughs> has taken an altogether different approach. And then they start reviewing the podcast. So they they don't even talk about Obama at first. They just go after Bush. So then, it's, like a then it says, since leaving office, Barack Obama has vigorously campaigned for fellow Democrats and released the first volume of his presidential memoirs. He has also, with the former First Lady Michelle Obama, become the public face of a burgeoning media empire, The Obama's Company, Higher Ground Production, has a multi-year deal with Netflix with a lineup of projects calculated not just to entertain, but to educate, connect, and inspire us all, as Barack Obama told The Times. Uh, Michelle's best-selling memoir, Becoming, from 2018, marked, as Doreen St. Felix wrote at the time, her reincarnation as a potentially billion-dollar American brand. This past July, she herself launched the Michelle Obama podcast with a very special first guest, her husband. And now the former <laughs> POTUS is potting, too, with the launch last Monday of Spotify's Renegades, on which he joins his buddy and co-host, Bruce Springsteen, to chat, to chat about race, fatherhood, marriage and the state of america i find that funny let me tell you why you're gonna talk about race cool i'd love to hear the views of a black man from chicago and a white dude from new jersey that's cool i want to hear that fatherhood obama was the president with two kids who were teenagers at the time that's an interesting conversation yeah the state of america i'd love to hear their views on what they've witnessed marriage that's fucking hilarious Here's why. <laughs> Obama met the love of his life. They married. They've been married through trials and tribulations. She's a lawyer. He became a senator, then president. That's a hard marriage. I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want to hear. He put work into that. I want to hear how that works. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen cheated on his first wife, with his now wife, publicly. <laughs> the fuck are you gonna say, Bruce? I'm just interested in. <laughs> I actually don't know what he'd say. You know what I mean? He's just going to be like, I cheat just right out the gate. So I cheated on my wife. <laughs> like, but so it sounds like they're just chilling, talking. Yeah. So I'm sure it's decent. I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> but I mean, we do it in the basement, but we're not Obama in Springsteen. No, uh, much less, which I think is part of the issue 
that I'm sure this critic has an issue with is you're Obama and Springsteen. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you ate for breakfast. <laughs> I could give a fuck. Dig in, talk. Like yeah. so. So that's Renegades. Yeah, that's Renegades. I went in the US And now I'm gonna check it out. Uh, and then the last thing is Pokemon. Yeah, that's on mine too. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Arceus? I, I don't know what Pokemon it's called. Legend. I'm not. So I enjoyed Pokemon as a kid. I don't play it anymore. I, not because I don't want to. I don't have a Switch. Yeah. I don't play it. I, this whole thing, first of all, the trailer is just like the Pokemon game people have been asking for forever, which is just an open world Pokemon game. They basically took the layout of Breath of the Wild and they were like, Pokemon. They did that. And it's cool as shit. Uh, It looks really interesting. It's obviously not polished because the Pokemon were moving at three frames per second. It was actually really funny because somebody went, oh my God, it's the Pokemon game we always wanted. And then Chingling, the Pokemon that was in the trailer, just in all caps, God help me, they only gave me three frames. And it's just him, like, glitching back and forth, <laughs> flying. So my friend, <laughs> one of my buddies in our chat, said that. He was like, I don't think this is the end result, though. And no. I, t- I made everybody laugh, though, because I was like, sure, speed up the frame rate. The open world still looks like shit. Mm-hmm. And then I brought up, so when Pokemon finally broke into the 3D world, it looked like garbage. Yeah, it did. And they've never really redeemed themselves. I've been, for like the last year, I've been trying to play Pokemon Ultra Sun. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, I haven't played Pokemon in a long time. I really want to play Pokemon. It is nowhere near as good as it used to be because their whole gimmick was 3D. Yeah. And it's not great. Which, so, I'm sure it's not the finished product. It's not polished. I'm sure it'll look fine. But if if the selling point that you want me to love is a good looking open world they're not gonna have it yeah period they never have it's just right now it seems like since they transitioned to 3d their interest has been in making it look good but not play super well yeah just take the time do yeah it. just do it so what they did to make up for that garbage was also come out with pokemon brilliant diamond and shining that. pearl i saw that which i'm actually really pumped about because that's my favorite pokemon game is diamond i didn't play those ones either they were wonderful i heard and i heard i went that looks way better because it, it uh, just uh yeah no I've, I've i've i'm excited i don't have a switch i'll lend you mine no because <laughs> yeah it's not gonna happen but yeah. uh yeah so new pokemon announced it tight. looks I don't know what's going to happen with the open world game, but Brilliant Diamond and Pearl and Shining Pearl at least looks really good. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, And then the final thing to talk about is we watched Nomadland. We watched Nomadland. And you had thoughts on it that I'm going to call artistic pretension. Yeah. So hit me with your thoughts and then I'm going to spew hate. So <laughs> I'm a spew fucking hate. When it comes to Nomad Land, uh, first of all, we've been it's been so built up in our heads because so many people for so long were saying like Nomad Land's movie of the year, it's movie of the year, like it's the best thing ever, and it hadn't been out yet. Came out, Jake and I sat down and watched it, and we gave it all of our attention, all of our patience. We kicked people <laughs> you, you we did. kicked people out of the room. I tried to. You did. 
I did not. I, I was on my, my phone the last half of the movie. I could not fucking care. I was just like, I want to see how it goes. And so the cinematography was beautiful. It was beautiful cinematography. It was well shot. Um, but that doesn't make a good movie. It doesn't. This movie felt like it was having sort of an identity crisis with it was about this woman played by Frances McDermott. And she is just like, she's good. She's great. She's the actors are great. Um, but, and she's going through just like this tough time and trying to figure out how to be, uh, like with herself and other people after like her husband died and the town she lived in was shut down, whatever. It's about this fictional story about her, but it's also about, uh, this community of people in America who live in vans and live in, uh, RVs and trailers and they basically live off the land and kind of off the grid uh, and it shows those real people living their life and how they live their life um, kind of roughing it and it doesn't meld these two qualities very well it documents these people and their experiences in life while also trying to kind of force feed you this story about Francis McDermott's character because the people that actually tell you what they're doing, the real nomads are very genuine and extremely interesting. And then Francis McDermott is cool, but it feels like you're watching two movies that are stitched together. It's, it's very weird. Uh, and the first half of the movie seems to focus more on documenting the nomads and then it quickly transitions to the last half of the movie, which is just focusing on Francis McDermott's story, which lost my interest completely. But I kept watching because I was interested in what was happening. I was like, OK, let's see where this goes. And eh, I, I would have rather just seen more of the nomads. Yeah. And it didn't give us that. So. And because my sister, like, I've met a lot of those those people I've been in that I've seen that community I've been around my sister is lives partially in van life and I've seen those people they're really really interesting for a long time I've said to my sister this would be like a really good like documentary movie I'm not good at documentaries but somebody should do it so I thought this is what that was it was not so it was a little frustrating uh-huh. Jake <laughs> bro this movie was ass Jake didn't like it so <laughs> I disagree. I actually, I, I do disagree with you on a couple things, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> this movie, so it does a it does a couple things really well. I think it does a really good job of bringing you into the world of Francis McDormand's character, which is fine. That's cool. Mm. The issue is in a movie like this, I compared it to The Sound of Metal, which I love because that movie is also painfully slow. That also it, it spends a lot of time well. bringing you into the world of the character. Mm-hmm. But with Riz Ahmed's character in The Sound of Metal, shit happens. Nothing happens to this woman, period. Fucking half the movie, nothing happened. I think a tire breaks on her van, which is a house mm-hmm. that she lives in. It's her house. So that's a big deal. And she has to get it fixed. Cool. Something happens. They fix it so quickly that it's not even like something happened. It's she goes up to another nomad. She's like, can you bring me into town? Nomad's like, fucking, you don't know how to change a tire? And then they go fix a tire. Nothing happened. The whole tire thing was just to introduce that nomad. Yeah. And then so, and then, you know, she goes to see her sister to 
borrow some money. She pays her back eventually. Cool. Something happened. She doesn't live with her sister, though. Sister's like, you should stay with us. She's like, no. She leaves. She met a nomad at one point who is doing the same thing as her. He's traveling around. He's being a nomad. And he's cool. And then his son shows up and tells him that he's having a kid. And this guy leaves the nomad community. He goes. And then you meet him again later on down the road. And it turns out he's basically left the nomad lifestyle because he's like, I got to be around. I'm a, I'm a grandfather now. And he, he admitted there's a really cool, not cool scene, but a good scene where he talks to Francis McDormand's character. And he's like, I was a really shitty father. And Francis McDormand's character is like, that's fine. Be a good grandfather. Not realizing that she basically, that's all he needed. Now he's gone. And he's like, you should live with me. Like there's a guest house. Just live with me. Yeah. And she leaves again, and it's like, okay, so what's going to happen with this lady? Nothing happens with this lady. And I was really frustrated by that because everything else about the movie is good. Cinematography's great. That's fantastic. Writing's fine. Script is good. Direction's fine. World building is fucking immaculate. But nothing happened, and it really pissed me off to the point where my mom also watched the movie. I didn't know she was going to watch it, and she said what I didn't realize I was thinking. If you're going to make a movie about this subject matter and make a movie so involved with bringing people into the world of the nomads without anything actually happening to the protagonist, bringing us through this world, just make a documentary about nomads. Exactly. Just do it. Like I would watch a documentary. Mm -hmm. I probably won't rewatch this movie for a while. No. And not in the way of like Sound of Metal where it's like, I want to appreciate it. Just in a way of like, I'm going to rewatch it to try and find shit that I like about it. Yeah. Because clearly I don't think it's a bad movie. If you want to see somebody like go through a real humanistic like internal struggle, no. she's, she's going through like this this internal like struggle with herself. Yeah. she She's clearly going through shit. Yeah. She says it enough. They mention it enough times that like she's been through some shit. But then not like they don't talk about it. There's no like real thing happening it was just it was so fucking annoying it, and it seemed like they were like are they using plot points to introduce like different communities of nomads or are they using plot points to further this character's like goal and drive and it it, it was it's it seemed too like re unrefined it i didn't think it was, it was that it was I, gorgeous i think though. it was i think it was I don't think it was unrefined. I think it was just, I think it tried to make you, the viewer feel like Francis McDormand's character of you're wandering through this world. But instead of it making me feel that way, I just got so bored. I Googled mm -hmm. the plot halfway through and would just double check to make sure where we were. <laughs> I, I just really wanted to see more of the community of nomads is what I would have liked to see. Which is why I think yeah. just make a documentary. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think for Chloe Zhao's like big kind of breakout film, it was, it was good. It was a good film. Go Chloe Zhao. I think she has fantastic talent. I think she has great cinematography skills. The writing was good. Mm -hmm. I just think, I'm excited to see yeah. what she does because it she it's not a bad movie, which yeah. frustrates the shit out of me, too. Because it's not like she made a shitty movie and I didn't like it. She made a really, really well done movie. And it just, I couldn't connect with it to save my fucking life. Which is why I'm so conflicted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I want to see her other movie. 
other movies. She has one called The Rider from 2017 that's supposed to be fucking great. Yeah. Uh, and then she has another one. She doesn't have a lot. She has another one that she made uh, called Songs My Brother Taught Me. Yeah. And it's supposed to be great, too. So I want to see those. And her next movie is the Marvel movie Eternals. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah. She's, she's so, making Eternals. So, like... Oh, She's a she's really good, but it's just I this movie, I think it's a matter of it was built up to, a lot like a godlike standard. Like and so was I like, was like the best. I was like it's gonna be great, and it was really good. It mm-hmm. just I couldn't fucking like it, and I tried really hard. Like, I think I'm gonna go back to it way down the line. I'm the same way as you. I need to like really not watch a movie for a while and then go back to it, but like I'm just so conflicted about how i feel about this movie so part of me is like yeah i really like the nomad community cinematography is great and then just the way it was written and put together and edited was frustrating yeah because i didn't know like how i was supposed to feel and what i was supposed to be focusing on and waiting for yeah what am i waiting for is essentially what i was what i was saying to myself but um besides that you guys might like it yeah um, and that's the other thing is it's like i didn't connect with it but i still think it was great yeah but i don't think i want to rewatch it but like with that people might watch it and fucking love it yeah. like a lot of people are watching it and loving it and then a lot of people are having this reaction of like what the fuck because like my mom watching it was like i didn't like it it's not objectively a bad movie because there are some movies where you're like this is a bad fucking movie this movie's good uh but it definitely, I just think it needs time to solidify its place in in cinema. In what it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I'm just interested in seeing what Chloe Zhao does. Yeah. All, all in all, good movie. Uh, and I'm interested in seeing my own reaction in like six months. Yeah, no, I, I do want to give it time to grow on me so I can go back and rewatch it and see what I think. But yeah, I just did not, did not like Jake it. Jake didn't like it. He just, he, movie ended went. All right, got up. Literally, I was so frustrated. <laughs> I got up and was like, "All right, now I got to go to work." Like, fuck. Uh, uh, but yeah, and that's it. That's all I got. That's all I've got. Um, Nomadland. If you want to see, you go see. It's it. on. It's streaming on Hulu, mm-hmm. and it's worth. It is worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got this so, week. Well, I've got. Thank you guys for watching episode ten. Episode ten, we did it. We made it to double digits. We made it to double digits. We're now a uh, uh, Daft Punk disbanding. We're gonna blow Jake up in a field, uh, and that'll be the end of from the <sighs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> now we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye everybody. Toodaloo.